0: When it comes to selling your home, at Go Green Property, our aim is to get you the best possible results. And how do we do this? Simple, by giving you the best possible advice. From expert insights on preparing your home for selling to sharing our advice on the local property market, at Go Green Property, it's our job to achieve the best possible price as quickly as possible. Sell your home with Go Green Property. Call Glasgow 374 0409.
1: The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property offering expert advice on preparing your home for the market Let's go!
2: Good evening, transfer deadline day as you know there's six and a half hours before it shuts here in Scotland it closes half an hour earlier in England in Italy in Spain it closes at 10 I've worked out that's because they are an hour ahead of us or behind us Uh, Leanne Crichton is here she was transferred a few times in her career as is Andy Walker they're with us 08, 08 17 17 700 Leanne the surprising thing though this is the quietest window uh, on record nothing has developed that we know in the last hour or two but what's going to happen in the next six hours
3: well it's interesting Paul I, I really expected and I think I said that last Thursday when I was on that it could be a busy one it could be an exciting one something that we've not seen in Scotland for you know, a number of years. Um, I love tuning in to Transfer Deadline Day. I love the last-minute deals and the speculation and the drama, but unfortunately it's not quite materialised like that. But there is still hours left in the clock, as we know, and there might be a few names that come and um, embrace Scottish football after the deadline closes.
2: There is a lot on the go, and we're going to keep you right up to date. What We're not betting. We're not big into the betting, Andy, but do you think we'll get something in the next two hours before we finish at seven?
4: Yeah, I'm sure yeah. there'll be some uh, business done at uh, a few clubs. I think if you're if you're talking about Celtic and Rangers, yeah. I think most Rangers fans will be quite happy. They've spent a bit of money. They've got a couple of players in. Any Celtic supporter I've spoken to, totally underwhelmed. I think they thought they would have a, you know, a starting 11 ready striker, a starting 11 ready midfield player, maybe even a, a, another left back, given the, the injury to Greg Taylor. Um, so it remains to be seen what's going to be done in the last number of hours. But at this moment, I would imagine most Celtic supporters underwhelmed um, during this window. Do you think the big two will be revealing new strikers in the next few hours?
2: Adam Ida is in town, so it looks though so Leanne that he's coming. He's been compared with uh, you know at the level at the moment of oh he's not a Kyogo. Um, But it looks as though he's in town, medical to be, and it's a loan.
3: Yeah, it looks like it'll be a deal that will be done, certainly, unless there's any issues with that, medical. um, Is it the type of signing that Celtic fans were looking for? I'm not convinced. No, I hope we get some callers on tonight that can give us their views and opinions on that, because I, I think what Celtic fans would have liked is more a... A star studied name, a tried and tested, somebody that you know exactly what you're going to get and that's not to take away from Ida and, um, the performance levels that he can show, I don't think you're playing down in, in England, certainly without being a top player, so um, it could be one that he comes in and, and sets a place alight in, in terms of those performances, but I just don't think it's the one that the fans would have been chasing.
2: Andy, you know the stats. Seven goals this season in 34 games, 19 of them coming off the bench. Peter Grant, you heard on the show last night. You'd see it in the social media as well. And I see Chris Sutton, who obviously is a Norwich guy. He also, the same kind of summation that hes he's got all
4: the attributes, but he hasn't yet hit the heights that was expected of him. Yeah, I think it's always interesting to see a player with any sort of potential and how they react at a big club, surrounded by better players, uh, I go back to, you know, just after I retired, I remember Didi Agat, who was yeah. playing as a striker for Wraith Rovers, for Hibs. Celtic signed him for 50 grand and a lot of people were, yeah. were questioning that and he he turned out to be a, a brilliant win-back. I remember uh, Lubo Maravchik. Who, who yeah. Who's he? <laughs> Lubo Mravcik <laughs> was, was one 32, 33. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think everybody now wishes, oh, if, if only Mravcik could have been at Celtic five years earlier so. You can be a big success without having a a name beforehand, but just given Celtic's financial muscle, given what's at stake this season, given that every supporter would expect um, a new striker, a new midfield player, given the, the injury situation, maybe a new left back, I just think they're a wee bit disappointed at this stage. We did break the news last night, a former Rangers and Liverpool
2: star, coming to Scottish football to one of the big Glasgow clubs and it has happened this afternoon Danny Wilson and you remember him well played for Scotland as well Leanne he's now with Queen's Park and that's a great signing potentially for Callum Davidson
3: and one that he probably needs just with that bit of experience <clears throat> looked at Queen's Park watched them an awful lot this season you can see what they were, were trying to do under the previous manager um, with that identity and looking to try and play but there was times they were just far too soft and um, the game plan just wasn't executed, but you know Callum Davison, he knows the market really well. He's a student of the game, regardless of whether he's in it or he's out of it. He's got some real good contacts as well down south, and, and there was no doubt he was going to tap into that and, and look to try and lure some quality um, additions to his side. So, no, it really looks like a good sign for him.
2: It's mainly rumours going on at the moment. Nothing uh, confirmed anywhere this afternoon. Reports suggest that Lauren Shanklin turned down that new offer from Hearts last night. Remember they gave him Andy until Wednesday. I can't blame the club. I mean, I remember saying a couple of weeks ago, will he play in the Scottish Cup? He didn't. (laughs) I I know he was sick that morning. I get it. That can happen. And I'm sure it did. Uh, And then you think, well, why hasn't he accepted a new contract um, which would bump up the wages (laughs) if you st- if you unless you're
4: going it may be a clever move from him he's in the uh, the form of his life if he is out of contract at the end of the season and he scores another what 10 15 goals i'm sure he will attract a lot of interest because he's out of contract and he'll get a good number of offers from here there and everywhere i'm not really convinced there was a, a serious interest in uh, lauren shanklin from rangers i know that we've Spoken about him for the last number of years, given his uh, his tremendous record up here. But, I mean, normally you would... If Rangers wanted a striker like that who's going to cost a significant amount of money, I think they would have made their move earlier. I'll
2: tell you what's happening at Rangers. Galatasaray say they're ready to pull out all the stops to land Red Van. Red Van Yilmaz at Rangers. So that's one to look out for. The club's found money, yeah. around four million. Yeah, yeah, it was over four million. Yeah. So it looks as though they will pay that. Jefte, uh, who was mentioned for a week or so, that's gone quiet, and that deal seems to be off. But look to Rangers, or is Borna Barisic going to stay until the end of the season? Leanne may well do his contract's up then.
3: Yeah, but listen, if there's strong links with regards to Yilmaz, then you would expect that yeah. the Barisic is going to stay. I don't think you you lose two of them not in this window, especially. Um, Maybe they just take the hit financially on Bornabaris such that you don't get any money for him or or make any money on him, sorry. Um as one just it <laughs> never fails to amaze me though, to think that he was a player that for so long has has not played, he's not mm-hmm. contributed and now you've got Galatasaray that are are really keen and, and desperate to get him. I do think performance-wise he's looked better. Mm. Um, he's looked like a, a much more solid addition to that Rangers side, and, and perhaps a shame if, if he does move on now because it only feels like he's really starting to get going.
2: On Lauren Shanklin, of course, he's got eighteen months in his contract. So he's got until the summer. Yeah, he's of getting 20, near the end 25. of his contract. Yeah, and I just sure. think he'll yep. uh,
4: he'll attract uh, many more offers. I know that there, you know there's clubs down south that would happily take him.
2: Yep, Jeff Day, the Rangers transfer looks to have collapsed. So, who is going to come in? Or is it Borna Barisic and who would cover? They maybe would move, can move Sterling around, can't they? they yeah. a, few, a few options. A few options, yeah. yeah. But okay.
3: I, I don't think there's any real clear options, though, when you look at it, Paul, when you think of the, the Rangers starting eleven for the last number of years. It, yep. It's rarely gone without a, a Borna Barisic. And this season, Yilmaz has been the one that's it's generally been deployed in there in the absence of sure. Barisic.
2: Rangers fans, what are you thinking? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. The window closes 11.30 tonight, the 1st of February. Some of the news at Celtic. David Turnbull is down at Cardiff undergoing the medical. It looks like a £2 million exit from Celtic. What do you think, Andy? He needs to play.
4: He needs to play. He's not getting enough game time at Celtic. And uh, I think it's a good move for him. Uh, You know, the Championship is is a really competitive league. I think he'll do well there. I think he's got ambitions of getting back into the Scotland squad. I don't know whether he... He would need to have a really good six months, uh, you know, score a few goals and you know draw some attention to himself again. Playing every week, of course, will help, but um, I think he wants to get back into that Scotland squad, and obviously he wants to play every week. He's a he's a goal scoring threat from the middle of the park. If he can if he can uh, hit it off down there, he'll be doing really well.
3: I think that's the difference. He can look at the Euros with that outside chance, and football can change really quickly. We know that. Um, I've said it before on here. We decide the that I went to the Euros in, in 2017, we lost five effective starting players before that tournament. So that handed opportunities to players that had been fringe players and, and on the periphery. So David Turnbull just needs to get his head down and play. He needs to play, he needs to be happy, he needs to be showing people week in, week out, how good he is, how good he can be, because there's still potential in him as well. There's still room for development in David Turnbull, even at his, his age. Um, but sitting on the bench at Celtic in the Bucky Thistle game for me was just... Got to be one of the lowest ebbs in, in his career. You know, I know he's, he's had some tough challenges to overcome, but I think just sitting at that game, looking at the players that played in front of you, that you don't get off the bench, to watch him having to do the box-to-box runs after it, um, really demoralising.
2: James Forrest could be on his way. Celtic say they're open to offers. There is some business going on today. We were talking about it in the office beforehand. He's been a great player.
4: Still only, what, 31, 32 years old? Could you yeah. see him go somewhere in Scotland? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm sure he's got a lot to offer, whether he still has that love for Celtic just to hang around in the in the background, getting the odd bit of game time. He is someone who's always been fit, always been agile and, you know, gives you gives you a lot of options. And um, if he wants to go and play every week, I'm sure he could, could still you, could in the Scottish Premiership. Two forests, ah, yeah, the, the brothers, one, in, yeah. each, one in each wing. Yeah, that
2: would be some story. Formidable, wouldn't it? Yeah. Andy, what's happening with uh, Gustav Lagabielka? We just we talked about him. There looked as though he was going to Lecce, but it doesn't seem to be happening now. Cameron Carter-Vickers had a yeah. couple of injuries this season. Came off early at the weekend. Well,
4: Celtic yeah. just uh, you know covering themselves, yeah. given that Carter-Vickers is injured, but. That was the area where Celtic spent all of their money last summer when you're, you're meant to be doing your, your best business. Uh, Navarovsky and Lagerbielka were, were two guys who were... Would that be the best part of what? Seven, eight million for the two of them? And um, neither of them play. So that, that's not been a, a success, those two players. And um, just remains to be seen what uh, is the outcome of this window. Celtic getting players back fit obviously gives you uh you know better options. I still think they've got a strong enough squad, but I, I'm surprised that they've uh, I, I think it's a bit of a gamble not to have got someone who's starting a living ready as a striker, uh, midfielder, maybe one other. They've certainly got the money to do business and it, it's been a bit of a surprise to me and to others.
2: And somebody they've missed a lot this season. He was back just before the break there. It's uh, Rio Hitati. and we saw him yesterday came off injured waiting to hear what the situation is, uh, the game with uh, Bahrain. And that's a worry for Celtic, isn't it? Because they were hoping he would be back in a couple of weeks' time.
3: Yeah, it's a worry, absolutely. It's a worry because even when you look at the performance levels of Kyogo, Mm. I think a lot of his performances are down to that connection that he has with Hitati, the way that they link up. Um, I spoke about Abada last week as well. I think he has an influence in the likes of Kyogo as well. But he's a top player, a top, top player. But the concern is as well that these players like Hatati, Carter Vickers, it's reoccurring injuries that they seem to be picking up, which wasn't happening last season. Um, And it'll be a worry. It certainly will be a worry until they get a diagnosis and find out how bad it actually is.
2: Andy, could that affect the David
4: Turnbull situation if Hatati has a, a bad injury? Yeah, Hatati's one of the most influential players that Celtic have. Maybe alongside Callum McGregor in the middle of the park. Uh, Matt O'Reilly has been terrific. If you've got Hatati in there, you've got a formidable trio. But um, you just want him back fit. You want that option. And I know it's been a a tough time trying to shake off that injury. You do have other options though. You know, um,
3: Thiago Holm is in there as well. Um, Bernardo, I, I, I think Turnbull will still go regardless if that's a deal because I think that's more about the player now. Yeah.
0: Um
3: in being completely out of things. Um and they'll make money on him and because we know he's out of contract.
2: And Bernardo has done so well. He's been really good for scoring goals as well in the last he uh, has, month or two. Yeah, but I still
3: think he's... I'm still more? unconvinced. Yeah, that I, yeah. yeah, and I think the weekend showed that again. Um, he, he comes in flashes and spells. I think before, prior to the weekend, he had scored the two goals, two assists in the last number of games, but flatters to deceive at points. Not the same guarantee uh, uh, likes of Hitati. I think what you see from Hitati is what you get week in, week out. Solid performances, Really consistent makes other people better around them. I think it depends what kind of mood Bernardos in in terms of the performances. You and get he's from one
4: him. he's one that carries the tag of potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. many of the Celtic players, or oh, they've got great potential. Sure. They could be really good. And I think it's one of the reasons why, given what's at stake, you know, the Champions League, um, money, the title itself. Just a bit surprised that Celtic didn't do uh, business mm-hmm. with a a recognised. Um, midfield player of some note what
2: are you thinking Marco Tillio maybe not thinking a lot Andy because you've not really seen him so he's been away he's not coming back he's off to Melbourne
4: Brendan Rodgers and the coaching staff see him every day and uh, he gets very little game time so you can only imagine that they they don't rate him he's uh, off to Melbourne and he's off to Melbourne on loan so there's another one that came in in the the summer that uh, obviously the manager doesn't fancy
2: and Mikey Johnson off to West Brom as well, on loan.
4: Yeah, I don't think he is the type of player that if he stays, is going to play every week. Uh, And again, he seems to be making a bit of a mark at international level. The best thing for him, in my view, is to go where he can play every week. If it is to a club like West Brom, that's a great opportunity. It's a tremendous club. You know, you're you're in an area there where they live and breathe football. Great derbies all around you. We saw it last week, West Brom and, and Wolves. I know there was a bit of, um, a bit of crowd trouble, but that's a yeah, great
2: fixture. There was indeed. That was, that was really uh, worrying, wasn't it, in England earlier in the week? And Andy, I was about to ask you about the PSG player, Lavian Kurzawa, who was rumoured to be possibly coming to Celtic. The PSG wage demands are huge, but also apparently he said in the last few moments that he's going to see out his contract with the uh, league one
4: side we've spoken about it before Paul yeah. you you talk about clubs and how they always work uh, one sometimes two transfer windows ahead mm. and um, uh, it's just been underwhelming from Celtic's point of view given their financial muscle um, uh, just been a a big surprise I think to a lot of the supporters
3: what's your thoughts Andy on the amount of loans that clubs are effectively looking at now and Dundee was one that's been spoken about I think mm-hmm. they've now got 10 loan players yeah, I, do you think it's too much? Do you think it's good I for the it, Scottish game? No,
4: I think it's too much, and uh, I've got no problem with people going on loan. It worked for me. I went on loan to Bolton and uh, had a had a good month and was able to secure a a, a better deal because of that month. Um, but uh, ten is too many in my view, and you know we we are always talking here, Paul, about giving our young lads a chance. What are you doing? at your own academy. I know they don't call it reserve football anymore, but Mm. under 18, under 21, under 23, B teams, whatever you want to call it, when are they going to get a a chance to play? You look at someone like Rocco Vata Mm. at Celtic. He'll be getting the best advice from his dad. He was a terrific professional. Um, But there's someone who is really struggling to get uh, regular game time. Uh, When when Celtic I've got some injuries Up in in that position You're a rare breed Aren't you
2: Top strikers Andy Walker Not now In your 50s But you (laughs) were When you look at it So many clubs Looking for strikers So Kevin Van Veen Did so well One of the top scorers Last season The story's been going on For weeks Leanne as you know He wants to be back here So St Mirren Are in for him Apparently Motherwell And Kilmarnock now So it looks as though It's going to be too rich For him to go back To Fair Park
3: I think and that will really disappoint um, the Fir Park faithful. They would have been desperate for that type of headline signing. I could only imagine the lift that it would give the club um, in the final day of the transfer window if if they could have got Kevin Van Veen over the line and brought him back home. I'm not surprised that other clubs are, are looking at him. The ones that you mentioned, St Mirren, yeah. Kilmarnock... Does it sound like he would fit in there? I'm not overly convinced. I think there's, there's other striker options at both clubs. Um, both clubs that are also in a good position. So I think at times it's hard to go in and look like you're making a difference when things are not really going wrong as such. Whereas if you get into Motherwell where they've struggled, the goals have really, they've never replaced Kevin Van Been. So... Sure he's got an opportunity to go back there and and certainly make a difference and I always think you run the risk that when you do so well at a club as he did last season and there's so much chat around him, um, you run the risk of tarnishing that reputation because if it doesn't go the same way it went at Motherwell and he doesn't score the same level of goals, um, it then looks a bit like a failed attempt whereas I think just the the romance of a return to Motherwell for me would have been perfect.
4: I think when you think about Motherwell, I mean it's a long time since I played there but in recent years, Mm They've had people like Blackman and Jutkovic, Michael Higdon, Van Veen was was just the latest one. They've always had a striker that can score really heavily. And for a club of that size, those goals are, are so precious. They've always been you know, up near the the top half of the table rather than struggling at the bottom.
2: Stephen Reside, of course, big Motherwell fan, was with us this time last night and he was hoping to get Van Veen. They definitely want a striker. They have made one signing overnight, more on that shortly. But could you imagine if Kevin Van Veen plays for Kilmarnock at Fair Park this weekend? That hasn't happened yet. St Mirren in the mix as well. But that would be, that'd be a tough one, Andy, wouldn't it, if you... Van Veen back at Fir Park, yeah, but in yeah, the blue I think, and white. I think yeah. he
4: still got it, and I can okay. understand why he left. There's always an attraction, you're always going to get offers. It's going to be better money for him, but uh, if he wants to come back to Scottish football, I can see him being successful again.
2: All right, what are you thinking? What are you thinking about your club? Give us a call. You can speak to Andy Walker or Leanne Crichton 0808 17 17 700. Going on the lines just after this transfer deadline day, January. 2024. But of course, it goes into February the 1st. It shuts shortly tonight. Andy, that was just breaking news. We're going the line. So, Kevin Van Veen in the mix offers from St Mirren and Kilmarnock.
4: It does look as though he'll be back in Scottish football. If he's at St Mirren, maybe they'll, uh, you know, find their form again. They started the season so well. And will Kilmarnock, they just want to cement themselves as a top six club. They don't want to be hanging about anywhere near uh, the bottom six. And that's the Ambition that Derek uh, McInnes has for his team.
2: Good signing for whichever one gets them. done and I heard what you said earlier. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're not sure that Kelly, for example, they've been going great guns.
3: They've been going well, and I think just the addition of, of Greg Stewart as well yeah. coming back in um, to Scottish football. Kyle Vassell, you know, is scoring goals. I think assists and goals from all over the pitch from Kilmarnock has been really good. Um, Saint Mirren have still got good options as well. But Kevin Van Veen for any club in Scotland, um, certainly out with Rangers and Celtic at this point of the season, I think is, is going to be a good sign. And on paper, it's going to look like a brilliant signing, and, and I just hope that for Kevin Van Veen's sake, that he can come back and wherever he goes. Um, I would love to see him at Motherwell. I don't think I'm, I'm shying away from that. Um, but certainly, um, he was well-received here the last time round as well.
2: Kevin is on the line now, live here on the Go Radio Football Show. Good evening, Kevin
3: Not Kevin Van Veen no. I don't know, it just says Kevin <laughs> Kevin, how are you?
2: <laughs> what an intro for you, Kevin Hi, Kevin uh, It's no Van Veen, don't worry, sorry <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> Kevin, what's happening? Any news from Celtic?
5: <sighs> no news, mate, whatsoever From what I'm hearing uh, It was really disappointing so far uh, Listen, I, at the minute Because you're working and stuff I, I, I used to have a season ticket For six or seven years there And uh, because of what stuff I gave it up, I pick and choose my games, and I put my name in the waiting list. It's like three years, so. But the, this morning I took my name back off it. Really? Um, yeah. I'm just, I just refuse to give Celtic that kind of money when they are hoarding money in that bank, and and, and they're they're taking the fans for granted, it's far, and Brendan Rodgers for granted. The person that's going to get it in the neck is going to be Brendan Rodgers, first of all. Uh, I heard rumours in Celt- some Celtic fan sites that there's rumours that he's really unhappy with the business that's been done. Don't blame him. But this is... I mean, this isn't the Rangers. We're not up against the Rangers that they, they was under Pedro Cusinha. We're under a Rangers yeah. that's a, a decent side that are got to challenge us. Yeah. We're, we're two points ahead of them uh, if they win their game at home. Who do they think? Do they think that this squad is strong enough? Because they're kidding themselves on. The boyfriend from Norwich... I don't want to disrespect him, and I hope that he comes and proves me wrong, But that's one of the most underwhelming signings since Charlton Cole. I mean, this this boy's—I've never even heard of him, and, he's, and we've got him on loan. I, I just—I I don't. After all the names that was flying about, we were left with a guy that can't get a game for Norwich. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know what to think. And Andy, you're a Celtic man as well, I man. I know you probably don't want to say too much on air, but... Even the likes of yourself must be shocked and frustrated
4: about what is going on at Celtic at Celtic Park. I just don't understand that. Uh, I've got to say, I'm not surprised. I mean, I, I've always thought in recent years, Celtic's ambition is just to be one step ahead of Rangers. And I, I think it's a gamble not getting them. As you say, Kevin, they've got the money to spend. Um, they could have spent it on a, a number of players to to give themselves the best possible chance, the best possible cover in every position. Maybe a bit more experience, maybe a bit more muscle, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I've always thought, um, you know, one step ahead of Rangers, that's the the ambition of the the Celtic board. And, you know, w- once this season is over, if Celtic have won it again, uh, you know, I, I think they, they could. If they get all their... They're fit players back and firing. Hatate, uh, I think, can make a big difference. And um, you know, they're they're in the Champions League, and yet again, they will extend themselves financially away from Rangers, and they'll be they'll be top dogs in Scotland. But you know, what, what does that do for Celtic as a a club? Who I, its supporters I speak to, would love to see, you know, a couple of um, really notable European victories. Six hours to go, Andy and Kevin.
2: Do you expect them to make a couple of significant additions, no. Andy? No. No, I really?
4: think the, the, I think we would have heard someone would have said something about you know for something uh, imminent about a big player. Mm. May well be wrong, and uh, I hope they I hope they do get someone in, but uh, that that's probably it. Fans are not
2: happy, Leanne. You can imagine, and they're not underestimating Rangers under Philip Clement.
3: No, because I think it's close. You know, Five points just now, if Rangers win their game in hand, yeah. of course it be- it becomes two. And I think we all know how quickly things can change, especially in the old firm front, when, when one side looks to gain a bit of um, territory on the other. And that could happen with Celtic. And, and the reality is you're, you're hoping that they get the likes of Hitati back, as we've mentioned, but he's picked up another injury. Kyogo hasn't been the same player all season that we've seen last year albeit he still pops up with goals here and there. I just don't think his performance levels are the same. The midfield is not completely settled at points because of that, because of the injuries, because of the performance. I spoke about Bernardo as well. Kevin, I don't know what your thoughts are on Bernardo, but for me, he blows a bit hot and cold. I don't think he offers you the same level of consistency as your McGregor's, O'Reilly's and Hattati's do. Um, Odin Holmes came in there. He's not really done too much to catch the eye. He's probably not done too much wrong, but he's certainly not caught the eye. Um, the likes of Greg Taylor, who had picked up the injury, there's no replacement there, Andy's touched on that, there's no backup plan to that. Cameron Carter-Vickers has been handed a new contract extension, he's picked up another injury by the looks of things, so it looks like for him it's going to be a season of frustration that will continue. Um, you don't have another guaranteed number nine that will score your goals. Ida's came in, Kevin's underwhelmed by that, that's only one Celtic fan, so I can only imagine that there'll be others that feel the exact same. So it is. The word gamble is what Andy has used earlier on and it certainly, to me, sounds mm. like it is a gamble because when you're taking money from the fans, as, as Kevin, yeah. you spoke about and that is a huge frustration. Aye. And that's what clubs, I think, they do. They take it for granted. They take that loyalty for granted. And fans don't mind it if they get back what they put in. But the feeling just now is that Celtic fans are not getting back what they put into the club.
5: I just think that, for, for me, first of all, with Bernardo, and I've got to say and I, I, I commended you last week we were talking about Joey Barton I, I do think you bring something so refreshing to the table and I agree with a lot of what you said but I think you're being a wee bit unfair in Bernardo because he has been really consistent since he's come in since, since he's got a run of starts he's mm. been really consistent I think he's played five or six in a row now. I know that doesn't seem a lot but he's been sitting, He's been benched really because of the other players but he said of hey, those five or six he's been manning the match three times I know it's Sponsors, of match, whatever, yeah. but he still played really, really well. So I think you've been a, a tad unfair, um, but well, i have state your opinion. But, but I I I'm more just going back to even
3: the weekend, Kevin. Though, and I'm looking at the, aye, aye. the lineup that Celtic had, and you scored within the first minute. Palmas here as well. He, the double penalty miss I get that. I think Brendan Rodgers says perhaps that could have thrown the players off a wee bit as well. I, I can't remember word for word what he said, yeah. but. It's early on in the game, but you had O'Reilly, McGregor, Bernardo, Abada, Kyogo, Palmer, that's your front six. You know, and I think what you see for, from Matt O'Reilly uh, yeah. is pretty consistent and McGregor because I don't think they change week by week. But what I can I see from Bernardo is at times you get him on fire where he's got that bit of quality and he works a goalkeeper constantly. And then you get weekends like the Ross County yeah. game where I'm just not too sure he could work he could problem solve what was wrong on Saturday, if that makes sense.
5: I think I think that's the first time I've seen him not play well. To be honest. and I, I can't and I've been honest. I can't remember yeah. another game where he's not played well, and he, that was that. So and that was the full team played no well. So I think everybody got blunged in that game. To be fair, um, but I, I think that in terms of the, the the fans, I'm not wanting the club to go out there and be irresponsible. Yeah, sure. I want the I want the club to take care. Of. I respect the fact that. Uh, the big Peter and the rest of the board, the money that's in the bank, how yep. well they've took care of my club, where they've took my club. I'm proud of them. I thank them for it. But we expect mayor. We don't expect 15 million pound players on 10 on eight, eight grand a week. Sure. But we expect maybe to get three, four, five million pound players on on 10 grand a week. May bother. So I don't know what is going on, but I expect mayor. We are we are Glasgow Celtic Football Club. We should not be fishing about for loan signings after Norwich.
2: I'm very sorry. I don't want to be disrespectful. Sure. No. But yeah. that's no good enough. Yeah, seven goals for uh, Adam Ida. 34 games he's played. 19 of them off the bench. So, in fact, um, yeah, he's been off the bench.
4: We'll, we'll find out. You know and he's, it, a, he's just a type. They've looked course, at a type. Yeah. He's on their list. He's probably not number one. Maybe not yeah. even number two or three. But he's been on the list. And here's a guy who's big. He's strong. I don't know what his qualities are is he quick I don't know uh, his goal scoring record uh, doesn't jump off the page so he's been given an opportunity yeah. here to come to Scottish football make an impact and again I'll go back to what I said earlier you never know how players will react to playing in Scottish football 60,000 at your home games playing alongside better players playing in a team that absolutely dominates possession the ball will be coming into the box uh, more often than not so um, you wonder what he's got to
2: offer. Someone else has been on saying roughly what you're saying, Kevin. This is Greg. He's saying my pal Jerry says he's not going back. I'm buzzing personally because I can now get his tickets. But he said Jerry at the moment is saying no. Now, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to be balanced on it, but there are so many of you coming on the socials, not happy, looking for signings that will excite you. Um, but what do you feel for Saturday then? Is it all forgotten if you go up to Aberdeen and... Uh, score a few goals and come back with three points?
5: It's all forgotten, Paul. It's all forgotten if we win the league. Yeah. But it'll only be forgotten until June the 1st. Because Celtic fans will expect the club to do quick business in the summer. So they're putting themselves under a hell of a lot of pressure because they don't sign anybody now. I'm telling you, the expectations will go through the roof in the summer to to make signings. But all of them will be forgiven for three points, mate. It'll only be forgiven if we win
4: this league. I've been interested Kevin in just the narrative from Brendan Rodgers himself for so long we want quality we want quality we need quality we want more quality and now it's uh, I I mean I thought he was he was shouting that long he was shouting that hard Um, I mean he was really strong in that assessment and I just think the narrative has changed I'll work with whoever's in and um, we'll see how we go It's a really strange one Leanne isn't it?
3: It'll be interesting to see how Brendan Rodgers plays it, mm-hmm. you know, tomorrow, um, I would imagine will be his next press conference and whether he, he puts on the front that he's happy with the business that, that Celtic have managed to carry out or he reiterates about that quality um, or he wishes they could have added to it. But I, do, I don't know what you think, Kevin, what, what's your thoughts on Brendan Rogers this year and how he's handled the media at certain moments when there's been that run of, kind of poor results and, and how he's... At times, flipped it last week when you were on. We we played at the clip about a month or so ago, where he, he wanted players in and he needed players, and he was only working with the, the players that he had. And then it, the narrative did change again. Is there a? Do you feel that? I think you said that started this conversation. Brendan Rodgers, I don't think is happy with the deal that he's been sold at Celtic.
5: I can sense, Leanne. I sense a wee bit of frustration, in his in his answers to the media. Mm. Um And listen, it's probably. He's, he's, the, the, the frustration's probably double, Leon, because if you think about it this guy has put his neck in the line coming back he's come back into a storm the fans were 50-50 he's won a lot of them back here but a lot of the fans a lot of fans are just waiting for things to go wrong to jump on his back and he's come in and thought to himself no I'll win everybody here I'll do X, Y and Z and then he's been he, and he's hit a brick wall We were board again mm-hmm. and I can guarantee you if we don't win the league it, it will happen but uh, the, the, he'll get the blame for it. But it's not his. I don't think that it's his fault. And the interesting thing is, yeah. is that it's Brendan Rodgers. He's an elite coach. Yeah. When Ange Postecoglou came in, nobody had ever heard the Ange. And big Ange was de- uh, demanded players in. Got the players he wanted. Got the business done early. He's left and Celtic the Celtic would have reverted right back to where they were before when they got Brendan Rodgers and Neil Lennon and everybody mm-hmm. I, just, I do not understand it for the life of me I, I still think they will win the league I still get faith in this squad I still, in my opinion we've got the stronger more experienced squad however a season is very long and we need cover we need quality and we need the place lifted so it'll be interesting to see what's happened but good luck to okay. the boys but I... alright
2: thank you Kevin Tommy's on the line a Celtic fan in Motherwell hi Tommy Hi Paul, how are you all right? Yeah, good, thanks. We're fine. Just under six hours to go. Are your team gonna make more signings in the next few hours?
6: I don't I don't think I probably don't think they will. They might make one. You might find a loan deal comes in somewhere along the line, hopefully it's a left back across the line. But I was actually that guy there just before me. Now he's a passionate Celtic fan, same as the rest is. And Leanne Dempster just spoke there about for five minutes eulogising about where Celtic's problems are. Uh-huh. Le- Leanne Crichton. Uh-huh. Leanne Crichton, sorry. That's
3: Celtic all right. have yeah.
6: dominated Celtic have dominated Scottish football for for, for over the last decade. Mm-hmm. So we're no, we're not in a situation where this is um you know Celtics Celtics in turmoil. Celtics not in turmoil. Heard the last guy saying we don't it's no fifteen million pound players that we need to buy. You know we need to buy three, four, and five million pound players. Well, if you're talking about our midfield, a three, four, five million pound player is not going to get into our midfield. We've just let one go for two million. Don't you? do couldn't get a game. Well, they're not going to get a three or a four or a five million pound player going to the place with, with striker. Sure. Tommy, um, you, you sound. No, Tommy, Tommy, you sound like a board yeah.
4: member. You sound like a board member who is so uh, susceptible to criticism. Celtic, yeah, Celtic's ambition sorry Celtic's ambition should not be just to win the league Celtic should be doing better in Europe to do that they've got the money and to do it you spend it on better players that, that's the only thing that the, the supporters that I speak to they want to see Celtic doing better in Europe this is a great chance with a expanded Champions League you keep hearing about every club working one or two windows ahead and um Yeah. You know, this is a Celtic yeah. board who absolutely hate hate any sort of criticism of them. They
6: are so sensitive and you sound like one of them. I, I'm not Andy, I'm I'm no I'm no b I am not i i am no i am no i do not think the board are beyond criticism. I'm not saying that for any for any way, shape or form. But if you look at England just now, what normally happens is at the end of at the end of the window when when the English Premier League teams go and in this transfer, normally in the Jan- January transfer when I think the last January transfer window was a record-breaking window yes, as far as January's right. were concerned. Yep. They're in, this, they're in a situation down south now where they're no... Ba- other than forested Forest today, I think, who, who's buying players in England? So what usually happens is, at that point, it's when they're in a situation where these teams are trying to buy maybe better, bigger and better players for the continent. What happens then is, is that the players who are, are maybe... Who who go down the pecking order, they're the they're the players that they look to get out the door to, to your Celtics and your maybe your your next year as far as spending power's concerned. See if they're not letting players go out the door, they're not going to if they're not if they're not going to bring in new players, they need their squad. Look at Newcastle, for instance. Right, we were linked with Matt Target. Yep. Now Matt Target's probably a second, third choice left back at Newcastle. Probably maybe maybe aye, third choice best behind Dan Byrne and Leverment. he's probably third choice. Eddie Howe, right away, said, no, no chance. Okay. Matt Target's not going anywhere. But I, think, I think what there. I
4: would say, what? Tommy, is I don't think there would be many who would know the market in England better than Brendan Rodgers. He's been there for the last number of years. And I'm sure he's got one or two names in his own mind. But maybe they don't fit uh, the, the, the money ball aspect of the, the signing policy. Leanne, what would you say?
2: Right. Yeah. But Tommy, would you not say Celtic needed another striker just now? You, and also in the midfield, Hatati's yeah. injured the other day. Well, the, the squad is then, Greg Taylor's injured.
6: Yeah. As far as, if, if you're looking at the striking area, right, so obviously we've got Kyogo, who hasn't, listen, Sure, I don't think any Celtic, any Celtic supporter would slip back and say that Kyogo is performing anything like the way he performed last year sure. or even, you know, even the year before. There's no... It's not there's no even a debate there, right? And I understand that totally. And I understand also that O's maybe know the finished article and I probably agree with that as well. Okay. Adam Ida, for instance, no, Andy, with all due respect to you, I loved watching you at Celtic, right? And through like through the in the, the, um, the double season in, in eighty eight and that. Absolutely different class. But you mentioned about is Adam Ida big, is Adam Eider strong? Is he Adam Ida quick? You were none of the three, but you scored goals. but but, but the point no but seriously is there any sort of praise in there at all no (laughs)
4: he scored goals (laughs) of course
6: there is (laughs) of course (laughs) of course there is listen we would Uh, we would have I'd have an Andy Walker playing number I'd have an Andy Walker playing number 9 for Celtic today if I could but what I'm saying is you'd see if you get my my issue is the service isn't there right so the service isn't there but we've you know Abad is just coming back so let's see what he provides in the the second half of the season We've got, listen, I'm not the biggest lover of my done myself, but he's capable. We don't know what the, that the new guy Kuhn is, is capable of. Yep. And Palmer and in, in, in fits and starts looks as if he could be good, but at times he's really frustrating. He certainly is when double penalty up, yeah. miss at the weekend.
2: Yeah. Right, but Tommy, oh, I'm going to have to go to the break, but what you're yeah. saying is don't panic. You think Celtic are still exactly. going to be strong enough, but party, you must be disappointed. And nobody's saying, well, why have recruitment departments? If it's not, you know, if there's nothing there out there, then let's not have recruitment departments. And of course, you do have... That's
6: a, that's a different argument. But of that's course, argument, sure, no. exactly. Yeah. I and don't Leanne, think
3: Celtic are in crisis, though, Tommy, no, from, from, from what, what we've that. spoke about tonight. I think what the word we've used is... Gamble um, yeah. Running the risk When you look at the likes of Kyogo Who you've alluded to yourself Performance wise Isn't there You also know he's nursing an injury Through what looks like The end of the season That will have that shoulder operation That he's Long awaited yeah. um, If you lose Kyogo Tomorrow You don't really have a guaranteed Number 90 Come in and, and do what Kyogo does Whether he's in or out of form I don't think At the weekend well,
6: Say Rangers lo- Say Rangers, yep. like, Rangers Lost Butland tomorrow Are they lost Goldson tomorrow Are they, are they in a good A, a fixed date? No And we're going to talk about Rangers next. Thanks for the call.
1: The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Looking to sell property in Glasgow? Call Kaylee and the team on 0141-374-0409. Let's go!
2: Straight back on the lines, transfer deadline day. And Navid is on the line, a big Celtic fan. Hi Navid. Hi, hi, hi. great show. Thanks
7: for taking my call.
2: Thank you very much. Hi Navid. How are you feeling about it all you through to Andy and Leanne? Hi Navid.
7: Uh, It's just uh, a bit of apathy, I think. You know, Celtic fans are used to it. If you look at the last two transfer windows, the quality of signings can't compare to Ange and Ange's last two uh, transfer windows. And also, what happens if Carter Vickers and uh, Kyogo get injured? For the rest of the season?
2: Okay, That's a concern. We lost you there, but Leanne, what about that? So Carter Vickers went off early at the weekend
3: which we know he appears to be struggling I I said that earlier on it looks like it could be a a season of frustration for him Navid and it happens with players at times whatever it is the body just goes into meltdown and one niggly injury follows another or whether it's a a recurring injury um, I suppose time will tell whether he's back fit but no that's kind of been the point the, the discussions between Andy and I tonight is that there's not the reinforcements there with the same level of quality. Um, in the previous call, of Tommy was, was kind of getting at that And the flip side to Rangers if they lost a, a Goulton or a, yeah. a Butland, but mm. they can't replace a Goulton or a Butland either at the Rangers. That's the reality, but I think what we're saying is the stronghold position that Celtic have got financially is that there shouldn't need to be a risk v reward Um in this window where I think you could effectively go and strengthen and add a bit more quality that would be more reflective as you alluded to that those windows under Ange Postacoglu
4: I think I think what you're feeling what you're hearing from the Celtic fans is they're flat mm. here was an opportunity in January I mean the football's been a bit flat Celtic have been getting mm. results but you know they've, they've certainly not been the same exciting team uh, that Ange Postacoglu had and of course Brendan Rodgers needs uh, a bit more money but um, this was an opportunity to to get some quality signings in give the whole place a lift give the dressing room a lift yeah. you need to raise your game if you want to if you want to keep your place i, I just think celtic have lost a, an opportunity you know competition for places and we're now back to that very um, familiar uh, debate about um, potential yeah uh, he could be a good player he's got some good stats he's got He's got more potential than this one or that one. And, you know, you can go out and get, uh, you know, starting 11 ready players. I'm sure Brendan Rodgers knows a few who play in England.
2: Navid, you mentioned the Antiposter Coglu years, which were special for Celtic fans, but the signings last summer, I don't think you can put that, and I'm not saying you are, you can't put that in Brendan Rodgers. He was just in the door. And Andy, no, the I planning don't would have been Brendan
7: done. At all. Sure. I, yeah. I, I, look, I look back to, obviously, the 10 0 season. And the level of apathy, that the signing, and the lack of ambition for the club. I mean. At that time, Celtic could have gone out and bought Aaron Hickey. Celtic could have gone out and bought Shanklins. You know, for players that, in the Scottish game. But they went out and bought players who really weren't suited to the team. And there was a lack of planning at that time with Neil Lennon. The way the team totally disintegrated. I'm it, not it would also be the, the
4: message, if they did that, uh, Navid, it would be the message, we're, we're serious here. This is serious business we are doing. We know it's January, but there's a big prize at stake, and we are serious here. And you give the supporters a you give the supporters a lift. But in that year, the club would say
2: that they held on to people like Edward. They could have sold him for a lot of money that summer, but they held on to him. And then coronavirus came, the COVID, no fans in, and that team did collapse. Navid, thanks for that call. Thank you. Uh, Chris is on from Governor, Celtic fan. Hi, Chris. How, hi, lads. How are we? Yeah, good. Thanks. How are good, you? Chris. And now, girls yeah. as well. And I yeah. do
8: apologise, Leanne, I do apologise. No worries, She's, she, she's not as... Uh, no, 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 On you go. Yeah. Right, now, my point is more to Andy here. Andy said about, I don't know, about five, ten minutes ago, Celtics need to have higher ambition of players to sign rather than three, four, five million pound players. That's not a problem at all to... We've got the finances in the bank to do it. But how do you sell to someone to, to come to Celtic in January? The point is, there's no European football now. What are you selling them? Come, let's go to Rugby Park. Come, let's go to Firth Park. No, that's not... Um, no player who really wants to improve their career and wants a fantastic money move is going to come to Celtic. We just have to face the facts that we play... In a
4: poor league, Chris. There's Chris, I get it. Places. Listen, I get what you're saying about you know the the delights of uh, all those grounds you're talking about. But in the end, the the prize is that you get to play in the Champions League. You get to perform on a stage that is for the elite, and that should always be the um, you know the prize that you sell anyone who wants to to come to Celtic, a huge club. There's very few in the UK who will get more than 60,000 every home match and there's very few in the UK who are right now they're, you're guaranteed Champions League football if you win the league you're really o- only up against another team who are capable of winning it and of course in any given day all the other clubs that you mentioned in Ross County Comarnock you know if, you, if you're not up for it they can take points off you so the prize is there and I think um, Celtic's ambition should be to be a much better, more competitive team in Europe. Not just to be one step ahead of Rangers in Scotland. And Leanne,
2: anyone coming in could win a title, could win the Scottish Cup as well. And it's hard to win major titles.
3: I totally get it, yeah. No, absolutely. And, and I can see both sides it. I can yeah, understand sure. what Chris is saying in terms of trying to sell to those players. But the flip side it is that the, the silverware, the potential, the Champions League... Um, playing at a club like Celtic to start I don't think even without mentioning a rugby park or anywhere you would go Petodre, Ibrooks, Celtic in itself should be a selling point January we know is a tougher window just because clubs are perhaps a bit more reluctant to sell or they're not selling their best players we get that but what we do know in football is that clubs work two transfer windows ahead so they should have been looking at this, they should have been preparing, they should have been ready. Um, and the, for- the caller that was just on as well, Chris, it, it was on before you, Chris, was, it was Navid and he was talking about that 10 in a row season where Celtic perhaps overlooked players that were playing in Scotland that could guarantee it. Yep. You spoke about holding on to players like Eduard Paul. Yep. Well, Matt O'Reilly effectively could fall into that category. They've they've been adamant that they've kept Matt O'Reilly. He's not going to Atletico Madrid. What about players like Bojan Miofsky, guaranteed goal scorers that are playing within Scotland? You've only got one number nine now. It's a guaranteed scorer. He's tried, he's tested. There's players like that. Shankland has only been linked with Rangers, but why would he not yeah. then be linked with a possible move to Celtic in this goals. window? Because I'm pretty sure a Lauren Shankland or a Bojan Mijowski would jump at the chance of Celtic at this stage of the season to go and potentially win a title. So there is that. But Chris, what about your overall view just in terms of the squad then? Are you comfortable with the, the squad that you've got, with the strength and the depth, but, even looking at some of those players that have maybe been out the door in this transfer
8: window? I think we need another couple of signings. Just, even just for strength and depth or backups. Or, you, you know, I, mean, I know we've got O and Maida, um, Yang coming back for Asia, but Hatati's injured. I'd like to see maybe a midfielder potentially coming in. But it's just, it, it, it's one of those things. I think had Celtic maybe been in Europe after Christmas, selling it would have been a bit easier. Mm. And I know look, people have said, oh, we've sort with them. We've got these players in the past like Edouard and all that. It's always easy to sell it to a player in the summer to come rather than January, as you said. January, as a lot of managers have said, is a harder window to sell. But I would like to see maybe one or two more signings just coming in the door, just even for cover.
2: Fir Park's a brilliant pitch isn't it Leanne I have to mention that one Chris I get it Rugby Beautiful. Park much as it's a great club and they are going to rip it up I think in next year but uh, Chris overall though do you think they're going to sign somebody in the next few hours do you expect maybe two signings or no maybe would, not
8: I'm going to be honest I think if we're going to if we're, if we're going to sign anybody I think the boy, uh, Adam Ida, yeah. on yeah. loan, I think. I think he sure. was all but done. Yeah. And there was a rumour this morning we were going for, was it K- Kurzawa, the PSG left-back? Yeah, apparently, apparently he's know, saying Bob. he's staying.
2: Sorry, yeah. Yep. You know, see, see,
8: just could, on, I mean, see
3: on Adam Ida, look. would you say he comes under the quality category that Brendan Rodgers was adamant he needed?
8: See, I, I, when, you, when you were talking there about his stats, I don't think his stats are a fair reflection. Because, for example, if you come on as a substitute and you pay, play seven minutes in a game, yeah. you've played one game but not scored. That's not a fair reflection. If, if you understand
7: mm. what I'm saying, yeah, I think yeah. you have no, to, you no, have it, to yeah. look
8: at minutes, minutes to goals. So <laughs> if, if he's played, say, you know, 100 no, minutes sure. and scored 10 goals, yeah. that's great. Do you know what I mean? It's You've got to look at it from that perspective rather than he's played X amount of games <laughs> regardless how many of substitutes and how many goals he scored.
2: Chris do you think you're going to win the league are you worried now is there annoying suspicion that Rangers are going to overtake you
8: oh no I think the league we've got enough quality there I think to win the league as I said to somebody today in, in my place at work I said if you gave me right now a point against Rangers both times I think we could beat everybody else in the league thanks Chris
1: The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Get your home ready for the market with help from their team of experts. Let's
0: go! When it comes to selling your home at Go Green Property, our aim is to get you the best possible results. And how do we do this? Simple, by giving you the best possible advice. From expert insights on preparing your home for selling to sharing our advice on the local property market, at Go Green Property, it's our job to achieve the best possible price as quickly as possible. Sell your home with Go Green Property. Call Glasgow 374 0409
2: lively first hour mainly Celtic fans calling in some of them Tommy was saying nothing to see here it will be okay they could have done with more signings but he feels that Celtic in good hands will win the title a few others have been on saying really disappointed uninspiring transfer window and a bit worried yet acknowledging that Rangers are just five points behind maybe two if Rangers win that game in hand and of course Rangers have got a game in hand it's Tuesday night Rangers against Aberdeen Aberdeen of course up against Celtic. It's always a great game, Leanne, isn't it? And that's how the weekend starts. We'll keep you right up to date. A few Rangers fans coming on shortly as well. I think Derek's coming on. Um, Oscar Cortez, we're expecting to be revealed. He's been in town for a couple of days. Barring any injury or something, he will be, I would imagine, revealed tonight.
3: Yeah, you would expect so. Yeah. Um, it seems that way with the, the chat over the last couple of days. And I wouldn't say what a brilliant first hour it was, Paul. Um yeah. love yeah. the fact that the, the fans were, were right on it. Majority Celtic, as you say, but some varying opinions, some consistency in terms of how they view it and how they see it, and it just shows you what it means to these fans that support the clubs, you know, and how important the transfer deadline day is when it comes. You look to strengthen, you look to just try and gain that little bit of advantage, but not look certainly like Oscar Cortez will be announced tonight.
2: You almost got some praise earlier on from Tommy as well. He said,
3: he <laughs> it's what "You remember a compliment in there oh. somewhere, it was, wasn't
2: it? it?" We knew it was coming. You stayed. Yeah, uh,
4: they were just they were they were great days, but uh, no, I was never a number nine. I was. That was McIverney. He, uh, he was a number one striker. Yeah, it's funny how a lot of the
2: Celtic fans don't like to hear criticism from you, Andy. They feel that you're hard on the club. Do
9: you f-
4: I, well, are you a bit harsh on uh, them? Uh, I've got no friends in the boardroom, that's for sure. Why? Uh, well, they don't like any form of, of criticism. And I've but, spoken to a number of them and we pretty much disagree on everything. So that's fair enough.
2: And your family are, you know, they've got season tickets. So I've got a lot, you, of, a, my,
4: yeah. a lot of. I've got six brothers. They they are all still going to to games. I've got a lot of friends who, you know, when you meet up with them, they give you a different opinion on Celtic and what's the best way forward and this player and that player and what their strengths and weaknesses are. Who some some like uh, other players. It's it's the type of chat you get in the pub about football all the time, but. When you mention it, I I have never known a, a board who are so sensitive the criticism. it's I find it extraordinary.
2: But not the only one. You've had it from other clubs. You've had it from Rangers, yeah? Oh, yeah. In the past. You've had it SFA yeah. as well. Strange. We'll come back to it, Andy. I wasn't that's intending to go into that, but let uh, I was let's just going to
3: say, yeah? sorry, yeah. I take it, the Six Brothers don't disclose that their <laughs> brothers, the <they're> Andy Walker, <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> exactly. the
4: that, That's a very good point. Change their they, name they, by deep <laughs> Paul. They, 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 they sorry, keep pole. that quiet yeah, when, it, when it suits
2: yeah. them. Here's Derek on the line, big Rangers fan. Hi, Derek. Hi, Paul.
9: Hi, Pyle. Hi, Derek. Uh, and the, and uh, the the problem uh, Celtic score uh, and Rangers, but will go over Celtic. A seven or eight million pound player is going to want seventy, eighty, ninety thousand pound a week wages. And uh, what would you do if you were a player at Celtic and you were in twenty thousand and a guy strolls in and paid ninety? You're not going to be happy. An average player in England's getting seventy, eighty, ninety thousand. Rangers and Celtic can't attract players like that no longer. And. I, I, and I think
4: people's got to remember as well, is Celtic not a PLC? These two people are wanting their money back. Derek, I've never advocated uh, for Celtic to, to sign eight, nine, ten 10 million pound players or anything above that. I think Celtic, my view is that I think Celtic can do better in the transfer market. I think Celtic can get players in the door that will really excite the supporters. This was an opportunity, a window, to give the fans a bit of a lift. Because I think they're a bit flat. I totally accept that when a manager who was as successful as Ange Postecoglou, and not the, not even the fact that he was winning trophies, it was the style of winning trophies. And you know, Brendan Rodgers spoke last week about you know heard all the criticism before. If it's, if it's not me, it's the board, and you know we, we we won the game. But I can remember on occasion leaving the field at Celtic, we'd won the game, but we hadn't played well. And we got a lot of criticism and you just take it and you try and you try and be better next time around. So I don't think it's just enough. For Celtic supporters that I know, it's never just enough uh, to win um, and not play well. They, they, they want a bit more and that can be greedy, but that is what the club is all about. They want to win and win with a bit of style.
3: Derek, are you not surprised? Only... Sorry, I was just going to say Derek, are yeah. you not surprised? I know you're a Rangers man. But are not surprised that Celtic have not thrown more at it to almost guarantee that they would go on and win the title this year?
2: Derek? Oh, you've gone into a poor area. I think we just lost you. We'll try and get you straight. Yeah, back on. Right, Derek, we lost you there. What did you say? He's gone. At the coffee shop in Lark Hall. <laughs> We'll
4: get see them back. that we'll see we'll get them you back. get yeah. a wide range of Celtic supporters. You'll yeah. get you'll get a good number of Celtic supporters who'll be right behind every player, right behind the club, right behind the board. Mm. There's nothing to see here, you know. As long as we win the league and we've got a great team and all the rest of it, but I think when you've got that huge financial muscle, mm. uh, I, I just thought Celtic would have, at this stage, I thought mm. Celtic would have done better to give the supporters a bit of a lift rather than. This apathy that one of the callers was speaking about earlier.
2: And we take Derek's point there, Rangers fan. We'll try and get him back on, Leanne. Nobody thinks that they'll sign and pay 80 grand a week. It's impossible. But look at, and that's what I meant earlier about recruitment departments. Okay, And they did well a few years ago when Nigel Tokoglu came in. Now, he's a big force, but there's a recruitment department. Okay, Is it the same people? I think it is. They had some really good signings. There were some that didn't work. At Rangers, s- some... Really poor signings last summer under Michael Beale, but it just wasn't Michael Beale. But look at Matt O'Reilly at Celtic—one and a half million pounds brought in—and
3: that's the gem that you look to try and unearth, whether it's in a January transfer window or a summer transfer window. If you can do that sort of business and get that type of player, but I do believe that even Matt O'Reilly, when he was brought to the club, was brought to the club as a, a project player. That there was Andy speaking about this potentially. Could he be better than what's there already? And it's paid off. But then you look at some of the players that have gone out the door during this window. Phillips, who was signed on loan. We know Marco Telio, yeah. we've touched on. Ida Gucci, gone. Quan, out on loan. Um, David Turnbull, a player that's been there for some time and now just doesn't fit the mould. So there's there's always an element of gamble and risk. But I think we all understand that in Scotland, nobody's paying crazy sums of money. And I doubt any player would ever be on 80, 90 grand a week.
2: Derek, what are you thinking Rangers-wise tonight? Oh dear.
9: Twenty twenty yeah. <laughs> I would like to get a striker in and a a right a, a right left winger. Uh, I still think that if they're going to win the league, we'll need another striker in.
2: And who is that striker? Is it Lauren Shankland?
9: I don't I, I don't fans in for Rangers, okay. I must admit, uh, I'm probably in the minority and I drink I'm uh, a, a big Rangers pub and I'm probably a minority out and but yeah. I think that's fans driven.
2: Would you go Myowski? <laughs> Is that just my lack of knowledge Uh, of the international market, where there must be more players? What about Mayovsky? I would
9: take him, but I think they're wanting six, seven, eight million pounds. Oh well, they're saying that, but it's like,
2: yeah, but when they say that, doesn't mean to say that's what you have to pay. I would imagine, Andy, what do you feel about uh, Bojan Mayovsky?
4: I like him. I think he could play for Celtic. I think he could play for Rangers. I think he could score goals there. I I, I like his variety of finishes. I I like his attitude. Um, I like his game outside the box. Um, And when you put all that together, the fact that he's got a good bit of experience of Scottish football, um, I think he would be a success. He seems to have a really good attitude, a good work rate. And I think he would still score goals here if he was wearing the the, the green-white hoops or or playing for Rangers
3: he's only 24 as well isn't he no he's a player I really like both Shanklin and Miofsky I think they would do a a real turn for either um, Celtic or Rangers I don't think it will happen now I think we're too late into this window Um, Miofsky isn't really one that's even been spoken about or linked uh, internally in Scotland so I, I think he'll remain like Aberdeen, without a doubt. It's just whether Lauren Shanklin moves and whether that's within Scotland tonight or moves at all, Um, only time will tell. But it does feel that even that one seems to be going a little bit quiet.
2: You'd be happy to hear that Jack Butland isn't going to Forest or anywhere else. He's been, well, one of the highlights of the last year's signings for Rangers. Uh,
9: Rangers have always built their teams around good goalkeepers. uh, Andy Gorham, Chris Wood's, Alan McGregor in Butland he's another one I think the only criticism you can give of him is is when he's kicking the ball out sometimes but uh, he's a great shortstopper and and he's probably worth about a good 12 points a season
2: he sure is Derek going to let you go back to the coffee shop don't know if Barry's been in yet to visit it we've been threatening to come up and see you surprise he's not been in coffee rolling
4: sausage absolutely
2: Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. Barry's here tomorrow night along with Mark Guidi when the window will have closed. Cheers, Derek. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. 17, 17, 700. Transfer window day. Just looking to see any updates in the last few moments. Uh, yeah, it's taken ages, Andy, isn't it? The Rangers to announce uh, Oscar Cortez. Um, he's been in town for a couple of days. Uh, yeah. A wide player and they've said for ages they need somebody.
4: Yeah, it's just, a, it's interesting just when you look at it overall, you take a step back I think Rangers fans are are excited. They like their manager and they like the fact that their team has done a bit of business. Um, and they did do a bit of business last summer, and we were all, I think, a wee bit unconvinced. Some of those players have actually improved under Philippe Comeon. And Celtic are the the champions. And um, you're coming into this window. You've got a team that uh, have won twice against Rangers, but they're still. It looks as though there's going to be a, a you know, a two point gap. And Celtic fans aren't happy. They're top of the league and not enjoying the, the football. This window has come and gone and they're, they're just underwhelmed. That's the feeling you get when you take a step back.
3: And, and it's hard to disagree with that. You know, when you look at the performances from Celtic, um, and I think Tommy, you know, the call that was on earlier, was mm. a, a bit a myth that the way we were chatting about Celtic, by no means is it a crisis, but when you look at the performances at Celtic Park this season, you look at the points that have been dropped at Celtic Park, even go back to Saturday against Ross County. Ross County had chances late on in the game that they could have taken something from that game. And I just wonder what the narrative would have been among some more of the Celtic fans had they not get maximum points at the weekend against Ross County, who are down at the bottom end of the table. So it's been by far convincing, I think, um, over the course of the season. And that's where the the majority of the Celtic fans, I think, want more and expect more. And the Celtic fan, Kevin, that was on earlier on, said that. He's taking his name off the waiting list for a season ticket. He doesn't want to give the club his money because he doesn't feel like they're reinvesting it the way that he, as a Celtic fan, expects them to. So everybody's got their, their opinions.
2: And he's Celtic daft. You know, he comes on here yep. most weeks. We hear from Kevin. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred 17 17 700 On Rangers, Philippe Clemont. was asked the other day after Cyril Deser scored again. Is he still in the market for another striker? Uh, that's a good question.
6: But uh, until all these weeks, I'm a little bit too long in football uh, to respond to that. Uh, I will never respond on positions, what we have been talking about. So I'm happy about Cyril, what he's doing. I'm happy about Fabio, what he's doing also. Um, and we continue in that way and we, we're we going to see what we're going to do the next couple of days.
4: Andy,
2: what are you saying when you see nice one answers?
4: Well, I think yeah. it was a yes. If he's not giving you anything, uh, could you uh, do another striker? I think he would like one. Whether they get one or not, it r- remains to be seen. But... Um... I'm just surprised that we're, we're pretty much level pegging, you know, two points in it, just just one game really, a, a turnaround in one game and it can all it can all change and uh, it's going to be a really interesting second part of the month. I know that Celtic have got all the experience, they've been over the course before, they've got all the, the serial winners in their team but uh, this looks as though it's going to be um, a right good second half of the season, it's going to be tight.
3: The, the, the fixtures at the weekend, sorry, yeah, as well. Yeah. When you look at that Aberdeen Celtic game sure. to, to kick things off, and Aberdeen in the position now that they find themselves without a manager, mm-hmm. it's almost the unknown what type of response will you get from Aberdeen. And I know statistically, going back, they, they don't get many results against Celtic. So, as much as we always gear that up to be one of those fixtures. Um, There's a lot of pressure on Celtic to to, to travel to Putaudry and make sure that they increase the gap again and put more pressure then on Rangers who don't kick off until three o'clock. But it's going to swing and it'll go back and forth. I think there'll be many twists and turns before this title race comes to an end.
2: Sure, we'll be quick break and then we're back 0808 08, 17, 17, Time rushing in here on the Go Radio Football Show on the transfer deadline day. 1st of February, 2024. What happened to dry January? I know it's been dry for you, Leanne. <laughs> um, and of course, just what, two weeks and... Three days to go till D-Day delivery day expected for the baby.
3: Yeah well six weeks six weeks come Saturday.
2: I was never good at arithmetic. March, March,
3: <laughs> March 17th. Well it could be two weeks who knows maybe you're seeing something you that we I'm in not. In already, he's, he's obviously really? got, I, I must have a look yeah. of fear he's in my face ahead tonight ahead and he's, uh, he's judging it. Huh? No we've still got a, 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 bit, ahead, you? a bit more to go Paul but listen if it goes in two weeks, I might still win the no. studio. So you better be prepared. <laughs> we will take
2: that one off for the uh, the podcast. You're feeling good though.
3: Feeling yeah. good, yeah. Feeling really good. I um, had the countdowns on. It's exciting now. Everything's organised. Just plodding away, working, enjoying it. Um, making the most of the the sleep at night whilst Good, it lasts, because yeah. that's the one thing that everybody wants to remind you of is that your life will change and you will never it sleep sure the will. same again. We'll
4: change for the better, indeed. Yeah. Breaking
2: news: Marianne has just uh, collapsed. in two, <laughs> <weeks laughs> two weeks in three days. Why didn't I just say next month, Andy? Yep. The transfer window, I know you're watching everything. Yeah. You had STV on there, checking Raman. <laughs> I don't think there's... Uh, we haven't missed anything so far. This is the quietest. And you had a great start earlier this time. Well, this morning, let's say on the final day yeah. in England, last year it ended up 750 it's, million. It's been even...
4: Uh, well, as quiet. They're still yeah. doing business down south. But uh, this time last year they were spending, what, 700 million. It's a, it's a totally different market, but... Just a fraction of that this time round. And I think everyone obviously concerned with what's happened to Everton, 10-point deduction. There's a threat over Man City, Nottingham Forest, the financial fair play. Newcastle speak about can't spend any money. We've already spent our quota. Um, So it's uh, it's tight everywhere. Could that
2: affect anyone in Scotland? Obviously talking Rangers and Celtic, just throwing this one at you.
4: Celtic and Rangers don't tend to shop in the same market oh, sure. as uh, those clubs, even some of the clubs in the Championship where, you know, yeah. 15, mm. 20 million pound signings for for uh, bog standard players down there is is pretty much commonplace. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to Newcastle uh, tomorrow to do the game Newcastle-Luton. And when you look at some of the players that play for Luton, they've got experience in the National League. They've got experience in... League Two, League One. I mean, the Luton story over the last, you know, fifteen, twenty years is is just fantastic. Some of these players are, are playing through the the whole league. They're signing players from from League Two, League One, Championship, and they're playing in the in the Premier League, the the most uh, challenging league of all. And right now they're just one place above the the, the relegation places. But you, you're getting some decent players at a lower level.
2: For sure. In our own championship, we broke the news last night about Danny Wilson coming the former Hearts, Rangers, Liverpool and Scotland star. So he has signed today for Queen's Park. A couple of years deal, 32-year-old and he'll go in, I would imagine, I haven't a clue, but I would think he would go in this weekend in the game at Inverness. Uh, before that, we also mentioned last night, Leanne, at this time, about the young goalkeeper, 70-year-old Callan McKenna. Three English clubs were in for him. And I mentioned that one of them was Manchester United, but apparently looks as though he's heading for Bournemouth. So
3: An interesting one. Yeah, yeah huge hopes, um, huge potential, certainly, um, in the young player. And not surprised at clubs that have been looking at him. It's just a shame because it's, it sums up the Scottish market at times that players don't even really get a chance to get their careers up and running and their cherry picked out of Scotland. Um, but interesting that he, he perhaps looks at that and, and views that, I would imagine, with... Advice from me, he's nearest and dearest about what would be a, a good career move for him, and that he hopes to go and look to make an impact. It's, down there. it's a
4: strong individual that mm. turns down Man United mm-hmm. even yeah. at that age. Sure. Just uh, it's almost as if you're going to a good school. Yeah. Um, sure. You know, you're mm-hmm. not going to play, but um, you're, you're developing there a really good school.
2: Man United's loss though was Rangers' gain, wasn't it? Last summer, there's so much criticism around the time with Michael Beale, but he found a diamond in this one
4: didn't he Andy? Their best signing Jack yep. Butland yeah so uh, to get him for nothing I know he spent a bit of time down in England where he wasn't playing every week but any time I saw him for, for Stoke especially he was he was first class and of course he's got some uh, international experience
2: Can I just look at our own championship we're going to go through the premiership as well and I want to ask you about Barry Robson and who is going to succeed him Um, Air United Dundee United Andy I'm starting with you because that's your old club Air United and you were down there last week and really well received
4: yeah, well received. It was a really, it's a really good club. It's a warm club. I'm sure Scott Brown is finding that. He's already made a winning start. The fact that he was watching a game where they beat our both, and then last week, of course, beating um, Queens Park, and then now got the toughest test of all. Dundee United will bring a, I'm sure they'll bring a fair uh, travelling support. So the atmosphere there will be really good. I would not rule out Air United to getting a, a win there.
3: No, I don't think you could rule it out particularly Dundee United in the way their form goes at times they either blow teams away and and, you know hit three or four or you see a a result at the weekend where it's 0-0 against Dundee who are are not by any means a a bad side I don't mean that disrespectfully to Dundee but we all know the the budget and the strength and depth that Dundee United have got so for the United I'm sure they'll have taken a real lift from Scott Brown getting into the club Andy spoke there a good result off the back of their growth result um, he's an enthusiastic character Scott Brown you know he's gonna mo- he's a motivator he's a leader um, Stephen Whitaker alongside him as well I'm sure they've got to work right away looking to try and change things make things better really nail down what their identity is both of them know the Scottish game really well um, so it's a big test for Dundee United what's your,
4: what's your scoreline? What do you think?
3: Um, have you got one Andy? Do you know already?
4: I'm going for 1-0 at United Okay
3: United, are you
4: going for the shock of the weekend? Leanne Crowton,
3: I'm going to go a 2 2 draw.
4: What about um,
2: Partick Thistle, Wraith Rovers, Leanne?
3: Partick Thistle, Wraith again, another good game, isn't it? Partick Thistle, um, a side that like to score as well. Um, Wraith Rovers, have they been off the boil a bit? Is this the point in the season that we're going to see things changing? Quite possibly, quite possibly. I think it'll be a huge test for them, and I fancy Partick Thistle. At home, I'm going to go a two-one.
2: party Thistle win. Andy, your old team. What do you think?
4: <laughs> you say that with every sort of fixture. <laughs> <I laughs> exactly. um, it's it's on a I them. would. I'd love to see Thistle do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought they would. I thought they'd maybe collapse a bit after that uh, loss in the playoffs last season at, at Ross County. But they're, they're coming back strong. It looks as though they'll get another playoff spot. Don't think they're good enough to go up automatically above United or Race, but. Uh, on any given day they can win and I think they'll win again uh, on Saturday against Wraith I'm going for another 1-0
2: the Van Veen helicopter is heading for Rugby Park it looks like we'll confirm it hopefully before the end of the programme but they came in late and it looks as though he's heading to Rugby Park but not yet finally confirmed Um, I'll check with Jim White shortly
4: (laughs) (laughs) Andy where are we going next right Inverness against Queen's Park scoreline what do you think Well, I'm just hoping Callum can make a a real fist of it as well. I'd like to see the the Glasgow clubs uh, staying in the the bigger leagues. It's going to be tough against uh, Callie Thistle, Mm -hmm. who themselves got a good result against Wraith. So... um, I think that'll be a score draw score draw up there in the Highlands what do you feel?
3: Yeah I'd probably agree I would agree where, where both sides are at um, although I do think the, the signing of Danny Wilson if he go straight into the side it'll make a huge impact <clears throat> to, the, to the team um, and it'll be interesting to see what they do because Jack Thompson's been put in there as a, a, a central midfielder that's been playing as part of the back three mm. And you just wonder if that will maybe free him up and push him forward and and, and enhance the midfield option, sorry, that they've got. But no, a score draw for me as well this weekend.
2: Love the game knowledge. So, Mary's Prayer would be with uh, Queen's Park then, maybe. That was one of the great songs, wasn't (laughs) it? Danny Wilson. Yeah, Dundee's finest, Gary Clark and Co. So, for the. Under 40s, they might not remember that, but it's a great song. Do you know it, Leanne? No. You, you don't know <laughs> oh, it? Yeah, maybe maybe not
3: to hear, though. I'm yeah. terrible yeah. with names. <laughs> well, give later. us a rendition. No,
2: not just now. I'm still trying to get over my uh, dates. We'll play it
3: out at the end of yeah. the show. Come on, surely.
2: <laughs> James is on it, no doubt. Um And Dunfermline against Morton. What do you think, Leanne, scoreline? Do
3: you know what? Again, it's a tough one to call, but the run that Greenock-Morton mm. are on just now, I think it's 13 games unbeaten in all competitions. They've got a good thing going um, in Dunfermline. I just don't know if they've got enough firepower. I'm going to go for an away win. I'm going to go 2-1 Green at Morton.
2: Here we just call them Morton, that, Morton. That's the kind of Sorry. BBC thing It's alright it... Where
3: else would it be what, what is, Are you going to have you know, people Coming from me now Paul No 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 Exactly James will be <laughs> in on. here Come on No I'm just, i just going to think It's Morton Morton And I like it's Greenock You on. Know, it's on Exactly it's More just because a... I'm reading it Off
7: the, know, the fixtures in front you of me You know you me. hear them
2: all Hibernian and and yeah. I mean you know We wiped <laughs> that place out years ago the, Not the place of Greenock Or whatever It's still fashion I don't know I don't know why they've gone this way still doing the shipping
4: forecast Anyway Um Andy on that one, I'm going to go think? for a Dunferman home win. Leanne's gone for Morton one and two one. I'll go for a two
2: one home win. Kevin Van Veen, it looks as though it's uh, suggested yeah. that he's favouring going to Rugby Park. And Leanne, I heard what you said earlier on. Mm. Kilmarnock, maybe this shows you the ambition. They can't get too much of a good thing sure they want you want to add to it.
3: And he must not have enjoyed that grass pitch at Fur Park as much as we thought. That's right. You know, yeah. if you're opting for the True. synthetic at Rugby Park. Um it'll be an interesting one. If if Kilmarnock get that over the line, that for them is a real statement of intent and I think it'll be one that Derek McInnes, uh, I think Andy and I were speaking about that last week, he, his words that he's used this season and looking to try and convince his players that they're a top six side, that they can be a top six side, that they can mix it. I think a, a a goal machine like Kevin Van Veeden coming in in January for Kilmarnock is as good as it gets.
4: Yeah, I think he'll score goals. He knows his way about the league. Uh, he's a clever player. He's a skillful player. He's someone that you, you like to watch, get the ball up to him. He can hold it, but... He's also got lovely skill and I've no doubt he'll he'll get a few goals to keep uh, Kilmarnock in that top six. So yesterday we woke up to the news, we'd watched or listened to the game the night before with
2: Aberdeen drawing um, and then Barry Robson's gone. What's your take on it, Leanne, first of all? I, I just keep thinking that, well, OK, we're now February, but yesterday I was saying, last month, he took Aberdeen to a major cup mm. final.
3: I know, but statistically out with that, when you look at league wins, league performances... Home wins at Putaudry, the numbers just don't stack up. They don't stack up, they're not good enough for what the Aberdeen fans expect from their sides. I don't think they've they've offered a consistency in performance and identity. I've watched Aberdeen this season, particularly in Europe, and I've thought, what a brilliant team. Mm-hmm. What a brilliant team. They played with freedom and energy and enthusiasm and intensity. They get after teams, they scored goals. And then I look at them domestically and and they just look like it's so dysfunctional. How does that it, happen? I've no idea. I've no idea. Because you, you wonder week-by-week week if is it just the hype around the European games that gets players going and they enjoy that environment and it was an opportunity to go and show how good they are and then you struggle to replicate that. So I don't know, but I can understand why the decision's been taken. I think it was getting tougher week-by-week week to, to hear Barry Robson try and paper the cracks and, and paint it to be something that it wasn't. I know the Aberdeen fans across social media the phone-ins that I've been part of as well, Um they were losing faith. They were losing faith. So it's a huge appointment now, though. They've got to get it right, because Aberdeen is at 19 points off of third place just now. They find themselves behind Hearts. Um Yes, they've got games in hand, so they will see it as an opportunity to go and climb the table, to close the gap in Kilmarnock. It'll just be interesting to see who that next manager um, is that comes in, because there's been a few now that just have not taken the club in the direction that the, the fans expect.
4: I think he made a rod for his own Brack by initially being so successful, getting them European yeah. football. Yeah. And every time, I did a few Aberdeen games at the start of the season, and they really struggled to come back from the Thursday night and play in the Sunday and play well and get points. And they've always been chasing their tail mm. and there's been, been so much pressure on the team to uh, to get results but it is Aberdeen you do expect them to be challenging with with Hibs and Hearts to to fight for that third spot they are way off the pace I think he could have turned it around but management is brutal and you, you can just only hope that the next manager I'd imagine someone with a bit more experience than uh, Barry they've mm. gone with uh, Stephen Glaston Goodwin yeah. Barry and um, I think it'll be someone with a bit more experience and you would hope uh, that he's given a bit more than 12 months.
2: Yeah, they're 18 points behind Hearts. Two games in hand. They're certainly
4: not going to get third. They've got no. Celtic at the sure. weekend. They've got Rangers on, yep. what, Tuesday? Tuesday, yeah. Um, I mean, the games but, are tough, but uh, it's Aberdeen. You you should yes. expect more from Aberdeen. Well, that
2: would have taken them on to 30 points. And we'll never know, and they may not have reached the 30 points. Um, and that would have been ahead of St Mirren. But the players they've got and the money Dave Cormack has invested who's advising him you do wonder I know in Stephen Glass Stephen I remember was a terrific player wasn't he he was a really good mm-hmm. player went to Newcastle but he was in, over in Atlanta wasn't
4: he he brought him over here it was an experiment he didn't earn the Aberdeen job no he was no. given sure. it and, you know they, they've done good business in so much as it looks as though they've kept Miofsky. That that's a big yeah. bonus sure. for any manager coming in and if you can get a, a tune out of Duke uh, again he's been again, in and out hasn't he yeah, yeah. he has and I, every time yeah. I see him honestly I'm, I'm so impressed with his work rate and mm. I think he can still score goals he looks dangerous when he's given an opportunity but mm. uh, he obviously needs to,
2: to great name up. as well isn't it what's happened to Duke <laughs> I
4: know <laughs> isn't it you used to speak about him every week, yeah, you know.
3: Yeah. I remember listening to Willie Miller out at games, and um, <laughs> I'm getting excited when he when he scores. Well, well, he <laughs> it happens now yeah, and again, um, but no, he's one that's been in and out, and you just wonder why, though. Yeah. What you know? How can you go from being that player that brought so much excitement, guaranteed goals, opportunities, assists last year, and then he's in and out the way he is this year, and, and even other players like Bazawan, who was there, who played regularly before Barry Robson came in, then just became this this fringe player this player in the periphery that's now left the club and I don't, what the situation is with Steve Agnew does he remain at the club was it announced he's,
2: he's, gone. he's gone as well who's going to come in Leanne but it's
3: going to be interesting I, I, honestly I, I don't know um, I know Neil Lennon would possibly mm-hmm. have been one he was heavily linked with the Ireland job at the weekend whether that is, is materialised or not
2: hasn't so far Jack yeah. Ross
3: possibly could be All one right. that again yeah. you, you would maybe look at he's been out of the, the limelight for some time but he was always a manager yeah. that was Considered for that those
4: types of jobs when they would come up. So he seems happy in his role at Newcastle. He when does. He's okay. working with the he does. Yeah. Academy there. Mm-hmm. He seems happy, and his family are living there. Like,
2: mm. 'Cause he had such a roller coaster, didn't he? You know, one minute he said yep. taking them to a final, wasn't mm-hmm. they... it?
4: Well when you look at the position of Hibs since uh, of Jack course. Ross left, I sure. mean it was
3: deemed a disaster when yeah. he was there and they had a cup final to go to mm. the semi final. I, I think they were a, a number of points yeah. off third. Um so you could see that. Even Robbie Nielsen for me would have been another one oh, that again yeah. would have been an immediate consideration, but he's just taking the job over in the state, so I, I would imagine that Robbie will go and enjoy a bit of peace and quiet when from was, Scottish football When you look at the
4: process Rangers when Through and they've got someone from Belgium who's got a good bit of experience, totally different feel. Scottish football is new to him. You know when Celtic got uh, an Australian, they got Ange Postecoglou in, albeit you know they chased Eddie Howe for for a long time. But uh, a breath of fresh air, something different. You wonder whether Aberdeen will just, you know, take a bit of time, wait for some. you know, some agents to get in touch and see what sort of names are out there. Well, but Alex Neil,
2: his name was, yesterday he was the favourite. I mean, yeah. Well, know I know names. that I yeah. did a
4: couple of Stoke games and Alex yeah. was under a lot of pressure yeah. there because he was given a huge uh, budget and didn't seem to, uh, you know, get up there and challenging even for for the playoffs. So, um, But he's done some good work. In, in Scotland. Tony Doherty, sorry, I'm, no, I'm just, I was just the names. going
3: to say yeah. Alec Neil would pro, for one that for me would be an interesting one. Yeah. And I think that could potentially bring a bit of excitement for the Aberdeen fans yeah. because he, he did do a really good job down south, spoken an awful lot about him. I get in management, it's really tough at times to roll the dice when your stock is high. Not a lot of managers always get to make that decision and, and remain in position that you would then take that type of job but I think Alec Neil surely would fancy it mm. and again, must know the Scottish game well enough he must be still keeping his foot in the door then you look at recruitment and connections down south that he would perhaps, in the next transfer window be able to bring players to the club so that, for, for me, would be one that I think Aberdeen surely would consider
4: Watch this space Jürgen Klopp yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah <done>. No, he's
3: We did say no team in England so. <laughs> That's he ended
2: that discussion, it. hasn't it? Yeah, We might <laughs> talk about that Derek McInnes, would you go back to Aberdeen? Probably no. Tony Doherty, assistant manager, doing a great job as manager at Dundee. Mm. Who knows? Quick break and then the window. Andy. He's not promised us signing by 7 o'clock but he's doing everything he can the, the, the black notebooks Putting out there the yellow tie yeah, on exactly it.
1: <laughs> The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property get in touch with the team and they'll offer expert advice on effectively presenting your property Let's
2: go Thursday evening it's the Go Radio Football Show with our friends at Go Green Property. Thanks for making the switch. Thanks for being with us. We brought you the news last night about Danny Wilson signing for Queen's Park and it was unveiled today. And we mentioned young Callan McKenna, the highly rated goalkeeper. He's getting on now. He's 17 years old. Three Premier League clubs in for him and it looks as though he's not going to go to Man United. He's going to go to Bournemouth, presumably. He thinks uh, maybe he'll get an earlier chance there. Lovely
4: part of the world, Bournemouth. Uh, But... uh, it's just amazing yeah. to knock back Man United not many do that yeah.
2: is that Harry Redknapp land down that way That's Bournemouth Harry's isn't it place, yeah,
7: yeah.
3: <laughs> you miss Harry Redknapp on transfer deadline day don't you yeah, just always, good a signing, yeah. 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 yeah always good for a, a one liner or two yeah The car window down. After my
2: wedding, Jim White says, Paul, here's a wee present for you. So it wasn't a gift, it was somebody wants to speak to you and it was Ari Redknapp. It was was, uh, very, very good. It was good fun. Big (laughs) night for Jim, of course, transfer
4: deadline. And what's going to be the headline from Scotland tonight? We're just watching everywhere. Van Bain's a good one. It's a great sign for Kamarnock, who have ambition of clearly not just top six, but European football. Mm. I think it's impressive.
3: Even better for Kamarnock that they travel to Fair Park and... Absolutely. Saturday yeah. whether Kevin Van Veen will be ready to go for that fixture or not, but it certainly could be a an interesting one for him in his return.
2: Quite fancy that one. That'd be
3: a good game.
4: Would he get a good reception? Yep.
3: Oof. Not if I don't. It's going to be a tough one, isn't Football it? Because I
4: know. They're, they're strange. Sometimes you can yep. get a great reception. I mean, first time I went back to for part with Celtic, got absolutely slaughtered. Did you?
2: Yeah. But they got good money for you as well, didn't they? Yeah, of course, nothing yeah. went for
4: what was yeah. it, 350? Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, but it's listen, you just you take it. The fact
3: that he's potentially with <laughs> the sounds, it turned them down in this window, could add a a, a little bit of spice, sure. I think, to the reception. But if,
4: Mono fans will be pleased to see him, but oh my god, yeah. hate in the wrong colour for again. them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He scored on Saturday if he played,
2: man. Mm-hmm. Oscar Cortez, we're just waiting to hear Rangers reveal him. Um, but there's no other news, but we expect something. Everyone's saying the same thing. Barry last night, Barry Ferguson said he expected a couple of signings today at Rangers. I mean, one of them may be be, um, on loan. We don't know. I I pressed him on Lauren Shankland, but he would give, maybe he didn't know, he was giving nothing away. He said personally he would have him um, in a heartbeat. That's not the words he said, but he would there. And a lot of Celtic fans have been on saying they would take Lauren Shankland. I know he's not in the Celtic... Um, trading model in that he's mm-hmm. what 28, Mayovski, 24 yep. would be. As I, I'm the optimist, I think there's going to be some signings. Both the big two tonight. We'll I'm probably we off. We're off just before 11. We're staying on till <laughs> When's on. the BBG? <laughs> <laughs> 32 just, days no? it, It's so quiet So And at Celtic Well it's some people a Bielka Looks as though he's not going out now On loan to Lecce And it's, we expect with the Cameron Carter Vickers They're just keeping an eye on him After coming off at the weekend David Turnbull is down at Cardiff Looks as though that will go ahead A £2 million exit Mikey Johnson away to West Brom It looks as though that's going to happen Um, These are the
3: types of deals, Paul, that you don't often get confirmation until tomorrow morning, isn't it, as well? And the James Forrest one will be interesting as well, if anything materialises, if he he looks to move or um, remain at the club just now. I still think the likes of James Forrest has got an awful lot still to give, so Mm. I would like to see him get back to playing as well because I, I don't think it suits him just to be that bench player no. and, and contribute
4: small yeah. pieces I, I'd, I'd like to see him playing yeah. too I, I still think he's young enough to. I know he's in his mm-hmm. 30s but he's still got a bit to offer and from a Celtic point of view not just getting players in but you heard Brendan Rodgers talking about trimming the squad mm-hmm. uh, just had too many players And at the time he wanted quality but um, hasn't been too many going out either no there hasn't indeed and James Forrest has scored every year He's been at Celtic, so
2: that's since, what, 1888?
3: <laughs> <laughs> there will be a fair few that have gone, though, if the likes of Mikey Johnson follows yep. up or a, a James Sorry. Forrest. Um, with Phillips going to Leo, Idiguchi, Quan Turnbull, looks like it's a, a a done deal. Um It's certainly a lighter-looking squad than what Celtic did have at one point this season, no doubt.
2: Rangers, one of the biggest signings in the summer was Ridvan, who came in, and it looks as though Galatasaray might be winning the battle to sign him. We didn't see much of him at all, apart from, ironically, in the past few weeks. So £4 million is what Rangers would look to bring back in. They spent, I think, over £4 million when they bought him. We mentioned Kevin, Can, uh, Kevin Van Veen a moment or two ago. Hearts have said no. The offers for Toby Civic from Fleetwood Town, they're not up for that. Livingston have confirmed the signing of Inverness Cali Thistle's midfielder, David Carson. Owen Beck's been speaking about... He's back at Dundee. He was flattered to, that Celtic maybe wanted him and we spotted him as a good player a few months ago but of course he's played at Liverpool this season and he's played at Dundee. You can't play for three clubs which Andy reminded me of just before the programme. Um, Celtic's attempts to sign if it was true Lavian Kurzawa a left back at PSG. Looks as though the wage demands were very high but also the player has said he'll see out his contract there and uh, PSG's wage demands. Yeah, Jeffy. A few days ago, everyone thought he was coming to Rangers, but it looks as though that is not happening. So we will see. Um, big rugby weekend as well. We're just watching everything to see if there's any news coming in just now. Right, shall we get to the games at the weekend? Go for it. Yep. Aberdeen against Celtic. 12.30 kick-off. Le- Leanne, it's always a, a good game to watch, isn't it? There's always goals in it. What do you think is going to happen?
3: It is. Um, It'll be interesting uh, the way Aberdeen shape up, if it looks different to, to how it has looked, whether Barry Robson departing, deflates the the squad or it gives them a new lease of life but regardless I think Celtic will will get the three points Um, I don't know if it will be overly comfortable but I would imagine by at least a couple of goals um, I'm going to go a Celtic 2-0
4: Andy what do you reckon? Yeah I think Celtic can get the job done their record up at Petaudry is absolutely first class and of course uh, you've no idea what sort of reaction you'll get from the Aberdeen players who've lost their manager Mm -hmm. Um, I think he was popular uh, with the players. Yeah. So um, you've got a caretaker now. You've obviously got a great um, atmosphere there. But I, I think Celtic can win that. I'll go for a 2-1 win. What was your number at Celtic? Uh, when I signed, yes. I was number 10. 10, I Ma- knew that Ma- answer. McIverney was uh, number 9. So what's the number for Adam well, Ida? I d- and it was 1-11, yeah. of course. Of course. Your squad numbers, as you have What now. was
2: leading to is Adam Ida, who looks as though he'll be signing tonight from Ida, Norwich Ida, what, is it Ida? Ida, I'm not sure yeah. um, I'll go with whatever you say on loan <laughs> uh, but he could be uh, he could be there for the weekend you would expect yeah. so
4: he wants to to make an impact and nowhere better than your mm. your debut
2: and Nicholas Kuhn as well who came on last weekend the Rapid Vienna player will there be more tonight so Celtic would extend the lead if they win which you both feel to 8 points and then Rangers playing Livy at 3 o'clock and Andy my goodness looks as though it's too early to say but poor old Livy
4: well, I've got to say I was impressed with them the other night. I was at Livy Ross County and I didn't expect as much as I saw from Livingston. I think when you listen to David Martindale, he'd battered his own players. He he pretty much very critical of himself as well. It, sometimes and you thought, you know, is this some sort of reverse psychology? Had he given up the ghost? But um, they created a lot of chances against Ross County the other night. And um, even going 2-1 down with just a couple of minutes to go, they still... Managed to get back into it. Uh, but far too much for them at, uh, this weekend, I think, going to Ibrox. I think Rangers can win that one comfortably. Comfortab-
2: comfortably, you reckon? What do you think, Leanne?
3: I would agree, No, I think Livy have have been their their own downfall at points this season, they've had chances in games, missed penalty opportunities in games, Bruce Anderson the other night effectively misses an open goal, Davey Martindale must just have his head in his hands at times thinking what more can you do Um, when you put together that game plan, had it been at the Tony Macaroni it might have had a different feel about it because we know it can be tricky but for Rangers at Ibrox I think it would be comfortable, I would expect 2-3-0 along those lines.
2: And Shanklin, do you think he'll come on? <laughs> no, he hasn't signed yet. We haven't heard anything. We don't know. What do you think, Leanne? What's your hunch?
3: On Shanklin? About I think he will remain at Hearts.
2: Do you?
4: I think yeah. he will still
3: be there.
2: Okay.
4: Yeah, I think so too. And uh, it seems as though he's he's obviously very highly thought of there. They're giving him a, a contract that would make him the best-paid player. And you know his goals are firing Hearts to a European okay. spot again. It looks we
2: like that Glasgow boy he might be coming back to the city but probably well let's wait and see Dundee against Hearts then Leanne what do you reckon so yeah it's a good game isn't it
3: it will be a good game it will be a good game because Tony Docherty's side uh, have been performing really well Owen Beck back Mm -hmm. as well I think that gives him a a huge boost it gives him a right good balance on that left hand side Hearts again results have have been good performance wise at times have had to to dig in Um, I actually can see this one being a draw if I'm honest I'll go
4: score draw I'm going to go for the Hertz I think we yep. can with the fact that uh, Shanklin looks as though he's staying he's in great form I'm going for the away win 2-1 for the Hertz
2: Transfer deadline doesn't close though until <laughs> 11.30 a spokesman for the management We said. spoke about him yeah.
3: sorry with the penalties yeah. as well I think I, we yeah, mentioned last right. week would he take it and he didn't you them, were right he didn't. No, he's sure. obviously came off them um, <laughs> which looked like a, a decent enough decision and he still scores a, an absolutely mm. quality goal Do you
2: do the same at Celtic? Palmer? you wouldn't let them take the penalty oh, if, no, if they get no, on and I think Brendan Rodgers made that sure. clear I think once
3: yeah. you hear your manager coming out and, of course. <laughs> and, and uh, speaking about changing why, it here.
4: why does Keogh not take them
2: exactly I,
3: a number I, I, of people. I see that. heard John I see that. saying that the yeah, other night
4: that. Was I see the that the show. all the time sure. if you're a striker hmm? don't you just love a free shot from 12 yards why is he not going grabbing the ball and, and get your, after the first one get your, your tally up and the, you see that stuttering
2: you know, walk up to. I don't know I've never played professionally why did they do that
4: it's a fad it's
2: a i mean I, listen really I, cool.
4: I i took 41 penalties mm. in my career i either scored 31 or i missed 10 yeah. i think it's quite a lot to miss 10 mm. but i always loved just that one v 1 and honestly i thought it was part of my job yeah you know i'm, I'm the striker. a striker yeah yeah I, I want to take responsibility yeah. i'm quite happy for my teammates to think all right and they'll score goals and he'll take the responsibility so
2: you Tommy the Celtic fan who was on earlier and he was um, he said Andy you know you weren't the, the tallest <laughs> you weren't the fastest but can I tell you this <laughs> Willie Miller said that he and Alec McLeish when they were playing Motherwell when you were a young player there said you were the one man that we, we looked about beforehand we thought we were right we need to um, stamp out Andy Walker right was County St Johnson Leanne scoreline what do
3: you think? I don't know if we'll see goals in this one. No, it could,
2: be a, it could be a long <laughs> 95 um, minutes. No,
3: yeah. I'm going to go Ross County because actually yeah. the performance that they put in mm. at Celtic Park I thought was much improved yeah. from Ross sure. County. They've brought in a number of signings. I think they've brought in six so far. I think they're expecting to get another couple over the line tonight. I thought it gave them a new injection of energy. I'm going to go Ross County 2-0. Andy?
4: They've held on to Yandanda, I think, who obviously Mm -hmm. Derek Adams saying, Hearts are not going to get any money. That was his Mm -hmm. quote uh, after the game. But I really enjoyed watching Simon Murray. He was busy. He scored two really good goals. They brought on Jordan White. Um, I think Ross County just got a a bit of a lift. And I think it was two points thrown away the other night. So I think they can win against St. Johnson. 2-1 for me. Last minute of the programme, Dundee against Hearts. We did. Have Hibson Andy. I'm going to go for a home one 2-1 one for the High
2: and Leanne
3: St Mirren for me St. I'm going Mirren to go
2: 2-1 And it looks as though they won't get uh, Kevin Van Veen because he's on his way to Kilmarnock uh, Andy Motherwell Killy Score draw 1-1 one, one. Score draw 1-1 one, one. Van Veen Van Veen score. Oh dear, do you think so? Leanne what do you reckon
3: I'm going to go 2-1 Motherwell because I think if Kevin Van Veen's there and he plays it'll give Motherwell the incentive that they need
2: Who have you got this weekend in the women's game for Motherwell?
3: Just a friendly this weekend it's a cup so um, unfortunately we're out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Leanne Crichton thanks so much for joining us. Thank you Paul enjoyed it as always. Hopefully you'll be back next week no doubt we'll hear you on Saturday. Andy enjoy Newcastle you're off to. Yeah I'm looking forward to it
4: Uh, they're playing Luton Luton. and they both got a couple of good results in midweek. Okay, we'll keep you right
2: up to date throughout the evening. Thanks, everyone. We're back tomorrow night and we'll be looking back on the window and looking forward to the weekend.
1: The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Start a new career as an estate agent. Call 0141 374 0409.
0: Let's go! When it comes to selling your home at Go Green Property, our aim is to get you the best possible results. And how do we do this? Simple, by giving you the best possible advice. From expert insights on preparing your home for selling to sharing our advice on the local property market, at Go Green Property, it's our job to achieve the best possible price as quickly as possible. Sell your home with Go Green Property. Call Glasgow 374 0409.